Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another Lions Den with Seth. I'm Seth, y'all. Hopefully, everything is good with you and your family. If you haven't been here before, welcome. And if you are uh, returning back, welcome again. Hopefully, y'all, everything is great with you. So, Today is going to be an outstanding day, outstanding episode. If you guys are just uh, tuning in and you've seen the uh, our uh, promo, it switched up a little bit. We're supposed to have Miss Marsh on to talk about the Wounded Warriors and Everest Warriors is super, super dope, y'all. But she has uh, succumbed to uh, some sickness right now, so it wouldn't have been cool for her to be on. So we're going to postpone that. However, this gives us another opportunity to have discussions in the den with my fellow lions you know what i'm saying that's how we do up in here bam, bam, bam. Yeah. yo big larry man what's popping man how you feeling uh-oh he muted yeah he muted it see yeah get him together let's do man i don't know <laughs> wait hey we're gonna let him get man, together he, he need to learn uh, sign language or something man can you hear me now? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't muted, man. My damn fingers just delayed for some reason. Then it kicked off. So I don't know. We got you. We got you, dog. But anyway, the weekend was good, man. I, uh, we did a date night. Me and the wife yesterday went to a winery out in Alton, Illinois. Man, I ain't never been over there. How was so that? It was a cooler spot. They got some boats and stuff. The actual water looked pretty decent over there, man. I might try to get a little boat trip or something in over there. Okay. Okay. So I saw you. Hey, so I saw you saw the movie uh, Nope, man. What you think about it without giving it away? What you yeah, think about it? Away. Yeah, because ain't nothing to give away, man. I'm about as confused as I was through the, through the, through the advertisements as actually watching. Then he muted. You see, that's what happens. See, that's what happens when you start yeah, talking Jordan, crazy. Jordan, Jordan Peele, man, said, no, nah, hell no. He ain't about to talk bad about my movie. He ain't going to talk about it. Mm. So uh, you back there, Larry? No, he's still muted. Still, no, it's the whole world over there. So, hey, man. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a big old flying in the sky, man. I don't, I don't understand that movie, man. Oh, he was still talking too. He was. <laughs> See, look, that's what happened. I'm talking crazy. So, look, man. Um, I found a way to. I, I had an opportunity to check it on now, man. The distortion was crazy. You know what I'm saying? However, however, very, very, very. Um, I was impressed. I was impressed. And of course, man, it's just like abstract art, right? You know what I'm talking about? Everybody can watch and look at the same thing, but they're going to get something different. But you have to be a lover of the art to appreciate it. Shout out to Foots. What's going on, man? And listen, yeah, yo, that Black Panther trailer, that was that was something different. That was something different. I, I felt that. So, hey, Herm, what's popping, man? What's going on? Man, I went to go see Thor this weekend. Oh, yeah. How was that? Man, I'm, I'm, you know, here's the thing. I'm a fan of the Marvel movies, but I'm not going to sit here in front like a lot of people do and say, yeah, I read all the comics because I didn't do that. Right, right, right. But Thor was my favorite series, you know what I'm saying, as far as the, the movies go. And these last two, man, I'm just not tracking the, the comedic vibe that they putting in that movie, man. Mm, but I so understand so that they're trying to follow the comic book, but, you know, I it just wasn't for me, you know what mm. I mean, so. 
But yo, the weekend weekend is good. I also watched the movie that you uh you recommended to me, uh Master on um Prime, Amazon oh. Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we watched that and I man, I enjoyed the debates that me and you had on that movie too, man. You know what I mean? It's it's like you said when you talk about movies that are abstract, and that that movie went super abstract, but it does give you viewpoints for you to interpret, you know what I mean? So what somebody else might see, you might not see, but the thing is you got something out of it. Mm-hmm. I do recommend watching that movie, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I do recommend seeing it. Yeah. It was a trip, man. It was a real trip. And hold on, look, let me just go ahead and put this up while you're trying to be funny. So here's Foot saying, I thought you uh, you were getting a <laughs> cameo. So listen. You was a nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Let me yeah. get out. Wasn't in, uh, what's the other? Black Panther wasn't in it. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Me, that's not my well, you ain't get a check for it anyway. No, I ain't getting checked for nothing, man. Y'all need to, anyway. So look, y'all, we gotta, we're gonna have a great show. If y'all there, let us know. Y'all can chime yeah. in. We see you watching, you know what I'm talking about? And hit the share button. Make sure people know where you at and that uh, we about to get it in. So fellas, man, it's a lot of stuff that's been going on in these streets, man, that um, I really do feel is truly, truly affecting or could affect the family dynamics, man. Right. So um, we got some videos, y'all, that we want to, uh, show y'all. Oh, what's going on? Going on, Miss Stacy. Right, she up in Dallas getting it in. So, um, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna play a few videos. And this first one, I just want y'all to watch it, right, and, and, and kind of get your feel. Don't worry about the theatrics, or not necessarily the theatrics, but the, the language and everything, right? But it's it's a little out of line. A lot of stuff is kind of lurked out. But we we growing on that. Yeah, we are, we growing, folks. We're growing, folks. Jennifer, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, this, Texas yeah. is in the building. Texas yeah, is in it. They getting it in. Shout out. Okay, y'all. So here it is. We're about to we're about to get this in. And then um Herm, I want you to uh lead off with this discussion. Y'all ready? Let's go. Yeah. Um, I heard like you talking to Nicole. Why are you talking to Nicole about I me? Bad about me? Because I want to. I'm birthday, saying though, my after birthday, birthday you know, I understand, mom. But baby, baby, chill out, chill out. I don't give a where it's at. I'm gonna talk to the bitch. I don't give a. Do not call me a bitch. What the is your problem? I'm telling you, you better shut up. So check this out. Now, of course, of course, of course, of course, let's start off by saying it's a small clip of something that's in this family's life. So we don't really have the whole story. Right. right. So we're going to talk about this clip. We're not necessarily going to talk about the people in this clip, but we're going to talk about family dynamics a little bit in this clip. I guess this show is from uh, this. This clip is from a show called Young and Pregnant. Right. This that man that was sitting in the middle of those those ladies was having a um, child with the, the younger lady that was sitting, I guess, to his right of him. And he was having a discussion with his mom and his sister present. And they was asking her why she had a conversation with somebody named Nicole. Don't know who Nicole is, not important. Um, at 
the girl's son's birthday party, which is I'm assuming this is her grand her grandchild. And the mama is upset because it seems like she's saying, you know, saying, who are you to question me? Then she calls the young lady out of a name and then everything went, went haywire. The question is, as that man, you know what I'm saying? I can only imagine, you know what I'm saying, the situation that he's in because that's the one that's the woman he's having children with. And this is his mother and his sister. And they about to go to blows. They about to go to blows with her while she's uh, supposedly pregnant. You know what I'm saying? They first they called out of a name and then they was ready to fight. They was ready to fight her. You know what I'm saying? So here, here's my question. As a man, as a man, and you're in that situation, right? You got to think about it kind of for both sides. This is your lady. You know what I'm saying? This is the person you vow to protect and take care of. And your your family still look at you as like, you know, you, you are you are family. You know what I'm saying? You've always had our back. You know what I'm saying? That that uh dude's sister, you know what I'm saying? He was probably the only one to ever protect her, whatever. What do you do when you're in that situation? How do you mediate and how do you move forward from that? Mm. Go ahead, Big. Larry, what you think, bro? Yeah. So can you hear me first off before I start? Yeah, talking? we got you. Yep. Good. God. Right. Yes, we can. Let's go. So in that situation, man, I would say one, you got to know your audience. Okay. So you should know your mother, your, your sisters, and your fathers, or whatever, whoever's in the in the room. And then two, the way they mediate it is you got to set the tone, man. If that's your girl, that's your lady, that's your wife, she's pregnant, you got to set the tone. Hey, this is my lady right here. It ain't going to be none of that physical stuff. Can't be disrespecting her, calling out her name. And then you do the same thing for your lady. If she's disrespecting your mom, then call her out her name. Right. So you just got to right. stay neutral on both sides and let's talk like adults as much as we can. You know, everybody's at different levels in adulthood, right? And emotions run high. So you got to have a real good sense of emotional intelligence of yourself and your audience too so in that situation I, I hate to say it because it sounds like it's a tv show or some kind of reality show yeah. so sometimes man they do shit for the camera excuse my language but they do it for the cam so i don't know how to really take this is it really a serious issue or is this just we got to be rowdy because we got to get our ratings up so yeah. i if i'm speaking so, from peer context right if it's a real situation taking out all the skeptics or whatever I would just say, hey, I would try to be the mediator, not try to take sides so much, but just say, hey, mom, this is my old lady, the old lady, this is my mom's. If we don't talk, let's talk, you know, with, with, with some respect. Really, respect is the biggest thing here. So what I would say is anything on TV is a, not any, not everything, right? But in this situation, there is a true dynamics of the truth of reality there so what i seen is a level of comfort that the mother and the sister had to turn up all right, all right. wow i would just go so far to assume that the reason why they have that level of comfort is because it was allowed before and the man in that situation right he is the one that creates that tone you see what I'm saying? He creates that tone. So I believe, and I could be wrong. There was just a small, you know, snapshot of it. But that that uh, that environment had to be created from somewhere. Now, they maybe just didn't like her for multiple different reasons. However, if he had nipped it in the bud before versus right then and there, I, I think that it would have been a little bit different. So what do, what do, you, what do we do at that point, right? Because the mama yelled at him, don't look back. Now we all know we all know people yell things because the heat of passion, right, or anger, or whatever. 
you know she really ain't really trying to disown her son at least we hope so correct so whose responsibility is it at that point to try to mend those fences well i mean i think it's a mutual thing just like everything it's a mutual like in that case man you can't have a logical situation in an emotional you know or a logical conversation in an emotional situation so in my opinion the, the the ether that she was spewing that came from somewhere. Right. It was hey, it was deep rooted, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She was everything but a child of God, wasn't she? I'm telling you, yeah. and she was ready. And it it just seemed like she was just jumped up, ready to fight, man. Ready, ready, bro. So you know, it, it's more than just doing this for the gram, doing this for a check. You know what I'm saying? Because some, some people just naturally out of line like that, and and then not just that. Consider this: his family may feel as though the young lady is pulling him away from something that they are comfortable in. And that could cause some level of, um, you know, disturbance or emotional turmoil. I got a question for Larry. Yep. Larry, in in that instance, right, let's look at it from the the family point of view, right? So, the the father, no, not the father, but the, the son, the son and the father of the child was having a conversation with the mother, right? And the girlfriend or whoever she is to him interjects. And that's what really set the mom off, right? You know what I'm saying? The conversation was between between the son, the son and the mother. Now, at what point do you like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is my mom. I'm talking to my mom. You need to chill out, you know what I mean? Because I know how my mom is. My mom is going to be my hurt my mom, right? You know, is, is there yeah. any responsibility on that on that end? Like, look, don't just butt into these conversations. Sometimes these conversations ain't for you. What you think about that? Yeah, I, I would agree. Like, you got to kind of set the tone. Like, hey, this is us talking. They're not talking about you, so there's no reason for you to interject and have that conversation. But you know, this family dynamic ain't no telling how long they've been going at each other's throats and what set this off either. So we only had a short clip. So who knows? Maybe the parents are just really disrespectful and some people are always on the offense or the defense, depending on how you're looking at it. So maybe she just was like, hey, I know how they're going to go. They're going to come attack me, so let me be on offense and, and let me give my two cents. So in, in that situation, I would just say, hey, all right, hey, babe, let, 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 me, let me let us have this conversation. Like, this, it's not about you right now or – you know, so something not, not, even have her not necessarily telling her to, no, yeah, that too, or not telling her to shut up, but kind of telling her politely, like, "Yo, let me handle this because it's gonna, it's gonna go left." Yeah, because you above all people should know how your parents is, right, sir? That's what I'm saying. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So the thing is, is that if I am, and, and, and look, I'm gonna be completely transparent. There was a situation. There was a time in my life I had to do that. You get what I'm saying? Just because of whatever the relationship was with my mother and my ex. You see what I'm saying? There was just a, a climate of, I was to say, a level of familiarity that my mother felt as though, well, you know, I can poke fun at this. Like, hold on. No, that's not what you do. You see what I'm saying? But then so I had to be the one to say it stops right here. But there are some individuals, men. Women, when it comes to their mothers or the or, or, or the or the matriarch of the family, they don't say anything. They don't say anything because they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. But at the same time, you look at who you are truly hurting. Not only are you hurting the spouse, your spouse, or whoever it is, the parent of your child, but you're also 
hurting that child too, because that child can see if this child was born, right? And alive can see how you are placing that hierarchy in the family. You're also hurting your future because this is the person you chose to be with. You know what I mean? And and folks got to understand that, you know, even if you don't like the person that they picked, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not your, it's not your decision who that person is going to be with. That's not always, yeah, it's your child, but they're an adult, right? You know what I'm saying? They're an adult and having families now. What what, what, uh, Chief Sass say? Yeah, Sattra says that uh, the son has to set the boundaries for both the wife and the parents. He has to be the man, you know what I mean? He he really does because, and it's a tough position, right? It is. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, just looking at at that dynamic, we don't know these people, but let's just assume he didn't have a father in his life See? because he's not there, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for the most part, just assuming, you know, just assuming looking at this dynamic, we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. He basically taught himself what it's like to be a man. Correct. With the help of his mom, with his mom. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Now he's put in the position of like, yo, I got to exert dominance and take control of the situation. Mm-hmm. Because the whole time my mom, you could tell the mom has always been dominant. She said mm-hmm. whatever the hell she want to say. See? And you say, oh, I mean? no, I get you. So look, hey, she, uh, shout out to uh, Miss Crystal. She says, I think the family forgets their places sometimes, right? He's your son and brother, not your husband. Yo. Yo, let's check it out. They may feel that they're losing him because he's not around this much. And uh, she says that I've never seen this, but he could be the male figure in the house. Uh, they're scared to lose that. Bruh. I had a friend that was like that, man. You know, I, there's a lot of men that like that, but I had a friend that was like that and, and it drove him all the way to the ground to where he was trying to, you know what I'm saying, make sure he take care of his family, but also still cut grass for his 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 mom and them, you know what I mean? Because it was the only man that they knew. See, you know, so he was trying to run two, three households by himself because they, you know, they looked at him as he's the man of the house still after he had his own family and kids. And yeah. that, you can't sustain that too long. You can't. You, you really can't. can't. And then said, well, I don't need no man. I got you. No, yeah, you know, you no. need one. You need something. <laughs> you need, you know what I'm saying? You better get on the app or some shit. You know what I mean? Because you need something. <laughs> but that, that was an, that was another male in the video though. I, was I didn't it? know who that no, was. No, I think that was a TV person. Look, that was the cameraman. Yeah, that was that was like one of the producer cats, man. Were you talking about one with the ass crack showing? Yeah, yeah, the big dude with the red shirt with the mask <laughs> yeah, on. To, I think he was trying to stop the fight. Yeah, I think that's one of them people that you know they had them people out there for that stuff. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? The security guard, yeah. Yeah, but so I mean, I think that I'm, I think that makes sense, man. And so America and everybody that's in the den, what do y'all think? Do you and are you ready to create that line right when it comes down to you your household right. your unit to not let individuals infiltrate that right just for the sake of who they are you get what right. i'm saying because your mom and your uncle your auntie and all that that does not give them the right to talk to anybody anybody you know the way they feel but now on the flip side the flip side what do y'all think about your significant other going at your mother, your sister, or whatever, you know what I mean? Just trying to talk reckless just because of you, they feel Ooh, like, hey, that's tough, though. No. Go ahead, Larry. I'm a big, 
I'm a big fan of just general respect, man. It, it, like, if we can't talk without the emotions and all the streaming and yelling, I, I, I automatically back out of those conversations anyway. Because we're just over-talking each other. Not, nobody's listening. You just listen to respond. It's an irrelevant conversation to me. And I'm one of the ones, the true areas. I'll walk off and say, you know, forget it. <laughs> talk to me later. But I'm just saying this. In, 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 this, in this situation, though, it, somebody has to be – I guess the person uh, with the bigger understanding or somebody that has to have some sort of sense of when things are going left, you got to kind of keep the peace somehow, some way right. and try to get some sort of <clears throat> normalcy in the situation. Cause otherwise if we're over talking each other. Yeah. It's no point but, in talking. But let's ask this question though. Like if, 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 if they steady going at your, your, the person that you chose, say your wife, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because girlfriends, whatever, man. But say your wife, they steady going at your wife and your wife was like, you know, I got to say something for myself eventually. You know what I mean? Like, what do you do about that? Because every time your wife come around, they got something slick to say. You know what I'm saying? Always saying, you know what I'm saying? Saying something, you know, you know how people get slick every now and then. They try to down talk them every now and then. And then your and then your wife is ready to go off so she can get a respect. How do y'all handle that? And so what do you do? In my talk, what I feel is, though, and another side of being an Aries, everything needs to be established before you go out the crib. You know what I'm saying? Say, listen, you know how so-and-so and so-and-so is. Now, I'm going to ask you not to trigger that person because they always ready. They got a short fuse. Now, the thing is, we supposed to move together as a team, as a unit. If you do something, after having this conversation, if you do something outside of what we talked about now that means you really want to do that you wasn't thinking about our unit you were thinking about your ego or you was operating out of your ego and your pride ain't nobody go talk to me you know they got to grab shit right ain't nobody go talk to me i don't care who it is like okay so it was ready to turn up you see what i'm saying right oh but now imagine imagine like say i'm going now i want because i love my in-laws but imagine you about to go to your in-laws and you got these set of rules. You the only one that has to follow these rules, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody else doing whatever, fuck whatever the hell they want to do. <laughs> I'm on that Jack Daniels tonight, but anyway, <laughs> everybody want to do what the hell they want to do. But you got to mm-hmm. follow these rules, or you on eggshells, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually, man, you gonna want to crack one of them eggshells because, man, who are they talking to? But man, listen. At the same time, keep this in mind: not every relative is relevant. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, you have to decide, look, do I still want to, just because they're my relatives, do I need to put myself in this situation over, and not just me, put my spouse in this situation over and over again, because I know they're out of line. Hey, look, shout out to Patrick. So Patrick says, nobody has to live with a choice in your marriage slash relationships, but you and your significant other and outside opinions are inevitable. And all that, okay, and all that, but all business needs to be handled in-house right because sure. it's not everyone else's sure. man. See, see, Patrick's my cousin on, on my wife's side. Okay. You know see? what I'm saying? Well, he get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 so he, he's also one of them guys upset that Clarksville got the number one uh, barbecue in the nation. Yeah. Oh he's from barbecue. Kansas City, so I'm, I'm just saying, Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, if you're listening, man, Clarksville still has better barbecue than Kansas City. I didn't make the list, but go ahead. Let's. I digress. And and, and then so, and Foot says, "Are totally bro." Some folks 
are just ready to pop and start mm-hmm. something just mm-hmm. because they love drama and create divides within the family. And that's what I'm saying. You see, so so we have to understand who are, you know, what's in our home. We have to understand our spouse. And like you said, Larry, we got to understand the audience, right? Because there's some people that's just ready to turn up. As a matter of fact, they didn't like them when you introduced Man, them. They wanted, so they was wait. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. What? I'm ready. Bow! Right? Yeah. They're just ready to turn up for nothing. You could just say, hey, I, I, I want to change the channel. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, so you want to watch Fox News, huh? What you oh, racist? You to, oh, see, nah, <laughs> see what you're doing? See? You see what you're doing? I can't stand you. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, again, we're here in the Lions Den, and, and we're just getting in. Uh, we're talking about family dynamics and different things that happens within our community, and that's what we do. This is what the Lions Den is about, right? So now we got another clip, all right? And and this one here, uh, Big Larry, uh, he's going to be talking about this, but I really want y'all to watch it. And listen deep to it. You know what I'm saying? Deep with it. All right? Let's get it. And as, as guys that have made money, mm-hmm. is making sure that our kids understand that everything's not easy. That's all, that's all. And it's hard, too, because you want to give them everything. Habib was on me the other day about that. Like, little Daniel got a chain. Mm-hmm. He got a real nice chain. And he was like, why you give this guy gold? He goes, don't make this guy a s- small fish for a big fish. Because there's a kid out there that don't have what Dan has. And when he doesn't have that, he's working harder, right? So it's like finding that balance to make sure that that dude is is not too spoiled. My kids aren't too spoiled, but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm soft, man. I be crying, loving on them and shit, hugging them. So, <laughs> sorry. As- mm. So, so ladies and gentlemen, what you think? Go ahead, Larry, man. I'll let you key, uh, key that off, man. Yeah, so so the point is, we had a conversation every, on Friday kind of spill that 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 spirals this conversation right we was talking about just us growing up different decades i work in the office of different generations of folks and one of the things my supervisor said actually that sparked this conversation was he was like yeah i think over the time we've overcompensated for our our children as we grow up we we, we kind of give them everything that we we wanted to we wanted to give them everything that we didn't have coming up you know depending on how you was raised so and and i felt that because i'm like yeah i found myself in that same situation and then a few weeks before that there was a meme that was out that i posted on my page that said you know we're uh i think it said something like we're ghetto parents raising suburban kids or something like that because mm. you know i our the way we was raised was totally different the way the way my kids are raised. they're truly suburban kids i will tell you that and, and it's funny when I go around family and friends, you know, they like, hey, you, you know, your daughter and your son, they, they talk, you know, pretty proper or whatever. And I don't pay attention to it because, you know, I grew up with them. I, it doesn't ring the bell with me, but to them it does. And, and and that's a separate conversation. But what I'm getting to is I do find myself giving them just about any and everything that they want, you know. Mm-hmm. But where is that fine line between giving them what they want and what, you know, all the things that you think? They deserve versus mm-hmm. spoiling them, like just to the point where they're spoiled rotten. And now, when they become teenagers, which I'm going through this right now, where they're going through and they're starting to go cross over to adulthood, and you just see them doing things. It's like, man, when I was coming up, bro, I had a job at 14, and I ain't never looked back. You know that right. kind of stuff. They didn't come up like they're not coming up not like that. So that's kind of where this conversation is going. It's like, are we spoiling them too much to the point where now, when it's time for them to get out, we like, well, hey, man. You know, when I was 18, I was doing this, that, and the other, and I was making decisions and choices, and what the hell are you doing? You know, so, you know, let's talk about it. Man. Her. Ooh, man, what I, here's what I think. As a kid, you know what I'm saying, when I, when I, my, my parents first got divorced, you know what I'm saying, and my mom and my biological father first got divorced, 
I grew up with my mom doing everything for me, you know what I'm saying? But we didn't have the financial means, right? You know what I'm saying? So I was spoiled at, in the physical aspect, but we were poor as hell, right? You know what I mean? So I knew what it was like to be made fun of because of my clothes and all that type stuff. So I wanted to always make sure my kids never knew what that felt like. So I knew how that felt going to school and to be like, oh, yeah, he's wearing his every Wednesday shirt, shorts. You know what I mean? Like, that is a tough feeling as a kid, you know, growing up. And then you look at your kid like, man, I'm make sure my kid have whatever they need so they don't have to at least face that. Right. So, so I, you know, what, what Daniel was talking about, I understand because I also see that in my kids. Because they never had to face the stuff that I had to face, get made fun of because of my clothes. So, you know what I'm saying? I had to make sure my character was intact. I had to make sure my jokes was intact. You know what I'm saying? I had to make sure that, you know, I never expressed they hurt my feelings. You know, I had to grow up tough like that because we didn't have a lot of financial means. And I lived in a trailer, you know what I'm saying, for for the first few years. So, you know, my kids don't know about that. So everything they hear, you know, is going to break them down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God, it's the worst thing on earth. You know what I'm saying? But my kids are getting a little bit tougher now. So when, when Daniel talk about I want to give my kids everything because what he was where he came from, he came from nothing as well. You know, so he don't want his kids to feel the same thing, feel the same pressure of, man, these kids got on Nike. I got on Franklin's. I got on Jordan's shoes from Payless. Yeah. All right. Man, I had a pair of Reeboks that I wore for four years because <laughs> – I'm gonna get another Bro. pair. Them, uh, <laughs> my socks were showing and everything. I stole one of them, them hoes, man, because I didn't want to get made fun of no more. So, so pumping them thing, air coming out of them and everything, man. Stop hey, it, I ain't lying man. to you, though. I mean, so man, man, my take on this is this, bro. You know, I believe it's each generation's responsibility, okay, responsibility to set up the platform. In the road for our for the next generation within our family to make the road a little bit better and a little bit easier. You get what I'm saying? That's the whole point. Because if you think about it, there's individuals that's in our family right now that died to keep us from doing the things that they had to go through. Now, that's one point. The other part of it is this, man. I think that we're operating now in a different space of obviously technology and understanding of life. So there was times when our, you know, uh, let's say our grandparents or even parents, they were still in survival mode. You see what I'm saying? It was just trying to survive. So luckily we're in a position very blessed to not necessarily have to survive and scratch and survive. So now we can Mm -hmm. actually provide, but also provide a little bit more. So like, for example, for my daughter, right? Her birthday was just the other day. Shout out to her. Right. Turn 11 years old. Right. And I mean, beautiful, beautiful young lady. So but with the same time, am I able am I able to give her what she want? Yeah. But now I can communicate why I'm able to give her what she want and what she need, because I'm not attached to the outside perspective Mm -hmm. of what a child have or have not supposed to look like i'm not being drawn by that because we have different generations that would say yo i got to keep my child in the best thing boom, boom, the best jordans blah 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 going broke doing it right nah, nah son you know what i'm saying that's not it you know what i'm saying however i want her to understand the, and 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 to experience the better parts of life but however i'm gonna say what uh 
what Sat says. He says, do we have to apologize because we've raised the level of uh, in our family? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But, but what we do, what what we have to do is make sure our kids understand how we got there. So, yeah, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a small story. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I was at the the Negro Hall of Fame uh, baseball league, not in Hall of Fame, but Negro Museum, the Negro Baseball League Museum in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Right. So we go in to watch a film, my family, me, my, my wife and my two daughters. The national anthem comes on and I'm the only one standing up, you know what I'm saying, with my, my heart, heart, hand over my heart. Right. And it's funny because I'm looking in the back, you know what I'm saying? I see these couples that probably talk bad about Kaepernick sitting down while it's going on. See what anyway, I digress. See what you're doing. Yeah, but hold on. The reason, right. why, the reason why I do it is not that I ain't going to lie to you that I'm ultra patriotic, mm -hmm. but I do understand what my time in the Air Force has afforded me, you know what I'm saying, of my lifestyle as it is now. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at my kids. I'm telling them you need to get up. You, reluctantly, my kids get up, right? And so I had to explain to my girls afterwards, after the whole thing, it's like, look, if you're with your friends, you know what I'm saying, and you don't want to get up, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But when, with you, when you're with your dad, you know what I'm saying, I need you to understand uh, the national anthem, you know what I'm saying, it was the reason why you're able to live the lifestyle that you live now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to tell you what you need to believe, but for your father, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Humor me and stand up when you're with me. You know what I mean? Right. Because if it wasn't for the National Anthem, we wouldn't be able to live the life that we live right now. Correct. You know what I'm saying? You got to tell your kids how you was able to get there. The why. Behind. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if not, all they going to be some spoiled rotten kids that just expect shit. That's right. That's right. What you going to say, Larry? Yeah, and I, I agree with that. Putting things in perspective, you know, and making sure they understand the why behind the, the luxury of the lifestyle that we live and knowing that they think the lifestyle your daddy came up with or your mama, whatever. Like, and, you know, the good thing about us is being so close to home, they, you know, and I hate to say it, but they get to kind of see both sides of the fence, right? They get to see what could be, what could have been or whatever if daddy didn't decide to, 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 you know, better himself and to make life, you know, somewhat better for them. And they get to see both sides of the spectrum. So I always like to show them every side as much as I can. I like to show, hey, this is what could have been. This is where you're at. But don't take none of this for granted because we can all lose it tomorrow, you know, Lord forbid. But I'm just saying, you know, it, it really, really is something to take take hold to. And I, I'm glad we're having this conversation because some people don't have it. Kids just fall riding entitled and no sense of the why behind nothing, man. It's and like, that's what, and, and that's the key, that. bro. That's the key too. Why is it? And ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to you. Why do yeah. you think your kids feel like they're entitled? Just because watch this. Just because you're able to give it to them, they feel as though they are entitled to it. I had the conversation with my daughter the other day. She was like, Well, when I come, when I become 18, I don't want to leave. I want to stay here. I said, Hey, no. <laughs> uh -uh. That's how this works. So what's gonna happen is. As of right now, you're still renting, but see, you rent free. Now, <laughs> when it comes down to 18, you're going to get out. But the bottom line is this. You're going to want to, you know, get outside the house. Like, I'm tired of these rules and all this other stuff, right? Yeah. But at the same time, our responsibility is to communicate with our children at the level where they are so that they can understand right. how you're really not that far from the struggle. <laughs> you get what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and hard work has afforded this. Bro, you see what I'm saying? I, I feel bad. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give a story. 
know what I'm right. saying? Full transparency. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And this is no knock on nobody. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. Well, they still gonna take it as a knock, man. But I got, I, I, I gotta go with it. Let me see what what my wife talking about. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, you can read it because you know well, I got everything I wanted, but it was with conversation and understanding. True, my parents also drove us to neighborhoods they grew. True, they grew mm-hmm. up in, went to churches and community, and made sure our friends were diverse. And I think. Uh, and I think giving things is cool as long as they are teaching, teaching and gratefulness. You know what? My wife just saved me because I'm about to say something that y'all going to hate me for. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to try to tell you. It wouldn't be the first time. But what was <laughs> mom, hey, she's right. You know what I mean? We we can't be ashamed of the things that we was able to accomplish. Right. Right. But you got to let them know where it came from, man. You know what I'm saying? Like homeless people that's out there right now, the people that's out on the streets. A lot of people are just one or two bad situations, bad decisions away from being there themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's people out there that's one or two bad decisions away from being at a minimum wage paying job and not being able to take care of their families and things can go bad for them. We like to make it look easy. Yeah. But man, is it easy? Y'all tell it's me. A, it, it's, it's not, not easy, easy, but we make it look easy. We make it look easy. So our kids look at us like, man. He he can do it, you know what I'm saying? You know, he ain't doing nothing but burping and burping. But that's what we want them to feel, right? If daddy can do it, we can do it. You right. understand? Right, but, but you got to show them how you did it. Exactly. You got to show them how you did it. Absolutely. Because also, man, look, to your point, man, I would take, like, when I go back home and I take Simone and say, hey, look, that's where daddy used to stay. Mm-hmm. Or I say, hey, you see the little spot over here? I know it ain't no house over there. <laughs> oh, or, no. hey, shout out to Detroit, right? 2022, best city to live in. But, um, yeah, I would say, hey, and I would see her face. She'd say, like, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But the That's bottom line is, yeah, right. But I want you to see that you too can do better. You see what I'm saying? However, when us being fathers or just parents don't give our children the other side of it, they only see one side and they're only expecting one side. Yeah. And like it ain't. Go ahead, Larry. I was going to say, it ain't no shaming in where we come no. from either. It's just Hell showing no. you, hey, this is where I grew up in. This is what I know. So when I'm talking to you and I'm telling you, hey, stop wasting water and stop, you know, doing all this stuff. It's like there's the, there, there, there's a point to that because we yeah. used to have to go to church to get government cheese and eat peanut butter in the bowl and all kind of stuff, brother. They don't even know about sugar water. None of this stuff they even can think about in Phantom. This is stuff that we grew up on. Larry, I don't even know about sugar water. What? You know, you never heard of sugar water. You just put sugar in water and what? Just call it Kool Aid because you want to. What? What is? <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, look, you're so muted. <laughs> bro, you, you you know that you notice that a lot of people that came from nothing is never ashamed of where they came from. Right. Mm-hmm. That's you true. know what I'm saying? Like I go, I go by my trailer park, and sometimes nobody even know I'll go drive by where I came from just to look at it. Ain't nothing but trees and grass there now. You know what right. I mean? But. It's just, it's just the feeling like, you know what, you know, my parents set the way for me mm-hmm. and I was able to over accomplish, you know what I'm saying? What they did, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, I'm able to, I'm able to continue their legacy and hopefully right. I could pass it on to my kids before they look at me, my, the way we living and do even better. Yep. So how do we get them to do that? Right. Now here, check it out. And that makes a lot of sense. But shout out to James. Now he says something I want to push back on a little bit. He says far from easy, but sometimes they need to feel a little bit of the struggle to be able to appreciate where they 
are and what they have access to. Brother, I'm going to say nay no to that only because we, it's our responsibility to know our children. Okay. Um, I don't think my daughter would be able to understand that trauma. It would be traumatizing or any piece of that, uh, of the struggle. You see what I'm saying? However, I want to find the best. It's my responsibility, right? To give her the, the, the best examples of what it could look like. You right. see what I'm saying? Because yeah. me putting her in Detroit, bruh, and say, look, you see that? Like, you see that? That could be you. No, what you doing? Right? Check, check it, no, bro. Let's take something that we can all understand. Well, me, yeah. us three can understand. Mm-hmm. What's that? Right. We in the, we were in the military. You know what I'm saying? Right. Larry's still in. A lieutenant, you know what I'm saying? A lieutenant does not have to go and work on the grill. Correct. In my career field, doesn't have to go and work on the grill to understand how to lead, you know what I'm saying, and how to elevate the people that's there Correct. my kid doesn't have to live in the trailer it, she doesn't have they don't have to do none of that stuff i did right. that stuff mm-hmm. grow off of my experience mm-hmm. but it's up to us parents man to be like yo i make it look easy you know what i'm saying i'm passing you the baton but i'm gonna tell you how far you need to go past me that absolutely. makes sense no no absolutely right absolutely right and then, so uh, shout out to James. He says, uh, I can understand that, fam. Knowing your kids is essential. Sharita says, they do need to hear no, not right now, and explain the consequences. And I'll tell you this, y'all. Look, here's the question before we go ahead and uh, pivot to the next um, uh, topic. We'll take a break. Huh? Damn, man, we ain't take no break. Let's we, go, We've we been getting it in, baby. Damn, man, we used the bathroom for 15 minutes. That's what happened. Didn't we talk about you elevating your drinking voice? Seriously, though, y'all. What is it that you are doing to expose your child to the other side of it? Like, for example, all right, we'll take Simone to, you know, hand out food to the homeless or to the less fortunate, right? Just, just to be there to serve. Right. And to see that there's individuals that's within a 25 mile radius that has a totally different thought process than you and their experience in life. Totally different. But at the same time, you get what I'm saying? So that gives them another example or another way to humble themselves. Say, I love where I am right now, but I also know that there's somebody else on the other side that don't have it. So I'm asking you all, what do you all do? What or what is it that you can do to help convey that message to your children right now? You gotta learn. So, so me, I can speak. I don't. I don't take them to the homeless shelter or anything like that. I think I, that's a good idea to start doing. But mm-hmm. a lot of things. What I do, man, is I, I coach youth sports, right? Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about youth sports, you got kids from all walks of life in youth sports. So. In right. that situation, they can kind of see some of the things the other kids are going through, and you know they can they can tell. And so we have conversations about that. It's like be careful what you're saying to folks and how you you're bragging and maybe bragging ragging on folks because you could really hurt someone's feelings that's coming from a different world than what you come from. Sure. So that in that aspect, that's kind of how I I teach it, you know. Yeah. But I don't. I think what you're doing towards the homeless shelter, that kind of that stuff works too. But another thing I want to jump into that is because yeah. you know being in the air force you got to be community involved as the total airman i like to take them to certain events so they can see things too through exposure so go. it just depends on what the community service activity yeah. is and i'll bring mm-hmm. them along yeah 
Because like I said, yo, you got to know your children. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not everybody can dig that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, Ugh, I don't want to go out there because they smell funny. Like, what? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you, you yeah. can't do that. You see what I'm saying? But we have to understand how to communicate with our children. Now. Yep. All right. All right, fellas. Now, y'all, y'all ready ask me? What, I mean, I can't answer the question. <laughs> no, man, because I know you don't do nothing. Look, hey, look, I know you don't do nothing. You don't, you don't do homework with your children. You know, like, bro, you ain't t- tell them the truth. I can't, I can't say what I do with my kids, come on, huh? Come on, come on. Let's go. Right, you know what I'm saying? I got two on, kids, and you know what I'm saying? I, I can't say what I do with my kids. You out of line. That's why. I don't do nothing with them, man. I watch I TV. <laughs> I look at the homeless people with them. I was like, you want to be like that? No, and, no. Uh, I mean, well, stop I, talking about that. Let's go, man. Man, go to the next subject, though. <laughs> hey, as a matter of fact, y'all, everybody that's on right now, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but uh, somebody's getting ready to turn, uh, what is it, 42 pretty soon, Ooh. ain't it? Big perm the herm boy that boy about to be bad. You ready? You're Leo Herm? You're Leo. Yeah, what? Leo. Man, you yeah, me, me and my wife Leo's. Oh, the way man, my wife, my wife been wanting me to get excited for this birthday for the last three months. I'm like, oh, man, if y'all don't come on so we can pass this day. She she got something planned for you, boy. It, nah, I mean, man. it's over now, you know what I mean? Because I didn't already <laughs> well, it's cool, you know what I mean. Uh, my, 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 I got my, my, my wife is always thinking about me. Hey, cheers oh. to you, bro. She you loves you too. Man. Look at it. Look at it. She loves you, boy. Hey, cheers yeah. to you, brother. Cheers to you, man. Cheers Appreciate to you. It. Yo, everybody. Hey, y'all, raise your glasses or your red uh, solo cups for my man's big yeah, herm. I got my real hey. cup right here. Hey, you go. Hey, hey um, we, we celebrated your birthday like two weeks ago. Just so you know. Oh, you know oh, what? I love it. Didn't we? We had a good time, didn't we? Another another day. Day. We did. We got it. But anyway, y'all, another subject. All right, y'all. Now, Woo, all right, let me get serious. Turn. All right, we're gonna take a little serious turn real quick. All right, now this video here. Um, just watch it, and Herm, I'm gonna let you uh tee this on up. Go ahead, bro. When we get when we when we come back to it, you got it. All right, I got it. All right, let's go. Speak your truth.
Ooh. All right. So in this video, man, y'all watched it, right? This is a young, um, young military member, Air Force member. If any of y'all know him, please try to get him in touch with us, right? First and foremost. Um, in the video, he talked about being molested by a cousin. It looked like it appeared to be an older cousin of his, which led to a whole bunch of trauma through his, through his youth. And he wasn't really able to uh, address that. So he lived his life, what appeared to be inside that video, as, as a homosexual guy. We're not really want to talk. We're not really about to talk about this specific video. You know what I'm saying? But what we do want to talk about is how trauma, you know what I'm saying? How going through trauma can affect how you move forward in your life and how not addressing trauma can alter the way that you may be possibly truly supposed to live, right? What y'all think, guys? Whew. Yeah. Go ahead, Larry. For for me, man, I've experienced and seen trauma, or I've heard the stories anyway, through trauma, like years later. You know, so my perspective of an individual could be one way, and then I learned 15, 20 years later, like what? He he she did he she did what? Like what what was these conversations that nobody had? You know, it's like hidden, shuffled under the rug somewhere. You know, and I don't understand the reasons behind it. You know, I know I understand it's uh, somebody's daughter, somebody's son, or whatever the case may be. But, you know, when you rob someone of their innocence so young like that, and then they grow up confused in the world, and we don't know, we don't comp comprehend, you know, because we don't know a whole lot about mental health and all that stuff, you know, you see things like this. So it's unfortunate that the individual had to go through what he did. I'm glad he was able to find himself. I'm glad he was able to be and get the help that he needs. But, you know, this is a continuous thing in our community and not just ours, but in all communities. This is this doesn't have any race to it whatsoever. This is mm. across all boundaries. Right. And so how do we get that discussion going and without it getting to the point where it's, uh, you know, because I know there's a fine line between, well, did it happen? Did it did not happen? I don't know. You know, you don't want to get into the accusation and turn out it is false. But, you know, you still got to investigate and do your due diligence. <clears throat> well, brother, I will say this, man. Um, first of all, shout out to anyone that can identify and speak their truth. All right. And um, what I would also like to say is that individuals um, road to recovery is totally different. Everyone. And so what we cannot do is kind of gauge or assume what is traumatizing to one person it won't be traumatizing to the next, right? And then so if something was to happen to this young man and, um, you know, I feel, I feel for him, anything happened to him at a certain age, his body may not have known what was going on. And then he equated that, that feeling to something else that wasn't what he had grew up to, you know, to understand as far as his natural hormones, right? And then so it's, I don't believe that this is an anomaly, but I believe that this is the conversation that individuals are afraid to have that say, hey, someone took this from me. And part of my coping mechanism is to attach a different act that's not in line with who I am. And then so either through some counseling, either through just creating the space to talk about it, individuals can find their truth. But back to your point, Larry, I believe the way that we can heal from that as a society is by being able to listen versus judge man check it man we just had a conversation not too long ago with project pat about this yeah mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying about 
um, boys being touched in the community, and then they wait, they came up. Not mm-hmm. all of them turn, you know what I'm saying? Some of them become super violent because they don't know how to handle, you know what I'm saying, what happened to them. We don't address so as a whole, you know what I'm saying, as a whole in the in the black community, even though we said it's not just about race, but in the black community, we don't do counseling that much. And I don't know why that is, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't understand why that is, but if we don't find a way to channel, you know what I'm saying, what we go through, it's going to come out in some kind of way. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's not going to be a way that's always pleasant. It's mm-hmm. going to come out in some kind of way if we don't find a way to channel the trauma that we're dealing with, you either going to have to deal with it with the lack of being able to connect with people, right? the violence, you know what I'm saying? You might think that you were one way when you really ain't that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's different ways that you might decide you want to channel this. You know, so you got you got to start thinking about that. Like, look, I need to, I need to before I move forward, I need to address this and come to grips with this and understand that this was not my fault. There you go. This doesn't define me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? This doesn't make me. This is something that somebody's sick or a situation that was sick Mm -hmm. happened to me. Mm -hmm. Looking in the face and be like, you know what? I'm not going to let you define the rest of my life. That's right. And and shout out to him, too, for being able to find a woman that can respect mm-hmm. him and that can see past his past. That's and, it's twer- and it's twerking. Right. And it's twerking. Right. And listen, he did it not even for votes. So <laughs> wait, wait, listen. Hey, Eddie, Eddie did it in uniform. <laughs> in uniform with no hat on and outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bro, that 362903 was. <laughs> but, but no, but no, real talk though. So she was able to see past that and bless them with some beautiful children at yeah. the end of the day. Now, not saying hey he did this because of that but maybe that's what he e- that's what he wanted and i really do believe we all in our certain uh our crazy way of going through life we all want to love and want to be loved but when someone distorts that early on we can grow up distorted you get what I'm saying? Just because of something that happened so to your point we have to be willing to find what that root cause was but then be able to own it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not let it own you. Man, yep. Man. Yep. When you're young, you're impressionable. Yeah, very much. You know what and, I'm saying? And those predators know that. You're still developing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's crucial. It's crucial for you to protect your children and not let certain elements in front of them. Right. You know what I mean? Because they're still being molded. They're still developing. They're still growing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't think they imprison. I asked the question, like, do you think a child can be molded to be racist? You think mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, like I trained and brought up to be racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah, you I put do. that in front of them, if you put that in front of them as a little kid, you saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, wh- how do you think that where do you think that comes from? That comes right. with everything that's unnatural. Though. It's training. Yeah. All, everything, everything is training. Our thought processes, man, look, it's muscle memory. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Think about individuals that grow up. People don't grow up being a certain, being a, a, a in a certain religion. They're we taught, don't know nothing. they're trained. They don't know anything. So they are, they're soaking it on up. So now here's the thing. When that is attached to someone you know, love or trust, 
then it's going to have a heavier anchor in you. And then when you get to a certain part in life where you have to unlearn certain things, now you're like, damn, this whole time, this person was telling me this from a, a control standpoint and mm -hmm. or maybe that's all they knew. I'm saying, hey, but look, you said you got something that you want to throw up in here, man. What you got, man? You talking about me? Yeah. Oh, so, here's what I here's what I got for the <clears throat> when, and it, this is something a lot of people can relate to. Go ahead. Once you have your mind set to do something, mm -hmm. don't spend a lot of time telling people that you want to do something. Mm. Because here's the reason why I say that, and and for a lot of people, they come with good intentions. Mm -hmm. They always want to interject something inside of it that's going to maybe discourage you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to do this. Hey, but did you think about this? You know what I'm saying? Did you think about that? Man, if you do this, then this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. They they are coming from good intentions. Yeah. But they don't realize they are holding you back from what you really want to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they really holding you back from really... I want to accomplish this, man. This is my dream. I hear your dream, but did you think about this? And now I'm thinking about that. And now it's stopping me from what I want to do. Mm. Mm. So, you know, that's a great, great transition to the Black Collar Corner. My, so, my man. Listen, check this <laughs> out. So here it is. And ladies and gentlemen, this is for you too, Larry. What do y'all, how do you keep it moving? Right. If y'all haven't checked it out, right, the black collar mindset.com, right? Check it on now. So it's a chapter in there about keeping it moving. How do you keep it moving, knowing that something inside of you is given to you? It could be a thought, it could be a dream, it could be an aspiration, whatever the case it is, and you want to keep it moving and do that. However, someone you know, love, or trust is trying to tell you something that may be contradictory to your actual path. And they may be saying it out of love. They may be saying it because they want you to be careful. But how do you differentiate between the two? What you think, Larry? So for me, it, it comes down to simple purpose. As long as I got purpose and I got that goal, that end goal in mind, there's nothing that can stop it. You know, you can come with me with all the different what ifs and all that stuff that comes in there. But if I have a true set purpose, this is the purpose for me doing this, then it, it, everything else really falls by the wayside. You know, I'm, I'm a good listener. I'll take what you're saying and comprehend it and whatever. And uh, but if it's taken away from that purpose and my purpose is burning more than anything mm. that you're throwing at me, it, it it's it's irrelevant. Like I, I'm just gonna keep it a hundred. Now, right. her, they love you. They love you. They love you. Listen, everything that they tell they tell you from your heart, right. from yeah. their heart. So, how do you still navigate doing something totally different? And knowing that it's going to hurt them because they love you, everything that they're spewing to you, even if you come to them and you want their advice, but you want to do something different. Check what you Because the first thing I got to do is believe in myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the very first, the first and foremost, I got to believe, I got to believe I can do it. Mm -hmm. And I got to understand that, you know what I'm saying? Just because they telling me this is, is not really negative, man. They love me. Like you said, they love you. They want to see you succeed, but their road to success is not the same as my road to success. And maybe I might fail. Maybe that's a lesson that I need to learn. That doesn't mean that, you know what I'm saying? I still did wrong just because I failed. 
That just means I learned this and now I'm about to take that lesson that I learned and still move forward. You know what I'm saying? Like failure is all part of it. Getting told no is all a part of it. You know what I mean? And and the people, it's not, I don't want to call them naysayers because they're not. These people love you. They do. They do. They're not not willing to take the same risk as you. There it is. You know what I'm saying? They're not really to take the same criticism as you or get seen in the same light as you. They love you. They trying to protect you. You got to keep that in mind. So you ain't got to cut them off. But maybe, maybe I don't tell them everything I'm going to do. Maybe I go ahead and do it and then I show them the results. Or maybe I just compartmentalize them and say, hey, we're going to talk about this when you, because I know we can talk about a certain subject and everything is all good with you. But when it's about this, maybe I should not be able to Mm. bring you into that conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, we're already at the hour point. You know, look how quick this went. (laughs) Yo, I still got to use the bathroom. So come on, let's go. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but ladies and gentlemen, this has been it, man. Hey, Larry, man, what's your final word, bro? Nah, the final word is simple conversations, man. These are the type of conversations we have off-screen, on-screen, whatever we have it in all our circles, even our audience. And you bring it to a, a platform like this and get some other inputs, and we'd be you'd be surprised at how many of us are going through the same things in life. So let's share, build our networks, and let's uh, help build each other up. Because like they say, it takes a family, a village to raise a family, not just an individual. And this is our village right here. The lion's den. Right. Already. Go ahead, bro. My, my final word is you don't say nothing about barbecue either. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing about Clutchville. I'm trying to be anyway. <laughs> you can talk all the shit you want, right? You know what I'm saying? You can do do whatever you want. But the, the thing is, you got to believe in yourself. And it's got to be genuine. Nobody can make you believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, you know what I'm saying, to be able to accomplish the things that you set yourself out to do, you're not going to do it. Nobody's going to be able to motivate you. Nobody's going to be able to pat you on the back. Nobody's going to be able to guide you to do the thing that you set out to do if you don't even believe that you can do it yourself. That's right. So stop talking to all these people. Stop stop trying to get advice from all these folks and just sit down with yourself and be like, you know what? I got this shit. That's right. And go do it. That's right. And look, and, and just to end on that note, you're absolutely right. And y'all that are listening, or that will be listening later, right? Because uh, we got a nice uh, audience overseas right now. Stay connected to your source, all right? Whatever your source is, however you identify it, stay connected to your source and not other people, all right? Because it's yours for a reason. So look, y'all, we appreciate y'all. This is what we do here in the den, y'all. We're going to see y'all again next week. Right on, right on. I love it. Don't get left behind. Stay updated. Make sure to give a thumbs up and catch more on the Lions Pride Network.